Uh, so the reading is from John 6, um, verse 1. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing those who were ill. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already, knew, he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, they, he said to the disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is come to the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. And then moving on to verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all those who he has, he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks at the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at that last day. Good morning. Good morning. 
Thanks for, thanks for having us and thanks for the lovely uh, breakfast. It's tempting to, for me to change the text to I am the croissant of life rather than the bread of life, but we've had bread as well. So it's a wonderful way to start the morning, isn't it? It's to share uh, God's wonderful provision of, of food. Um, you may or may not be aware that you uh, are our mother church, um, that you planted us uh, way back in, in, in the 30s. In fact, uh, your, uh, I went back and, and looked in our, our minute book and uh, your members made a decision back in January 1937 to plant a church in uh, New Hall because uh, a number of your people were travelling up to Adelstone back then and they decided that it would be good to have a more local uh, church. But planting and mission is in your DNA, isn't it? Brian was just uh, saying as we were sharing croissant that you've planted, as a church, you've planted a number of churches across Surrey. Um, Nat Hill, uh, you planted what is now Welcome Church in, uh, in uh, Woking. Where else was it, Brian, you said? King's, King's Church. So you're, you are people that plant. You are pe- d- DNA, mission is in your DNA. This is who you are, isn't it? And... Um, just the fact that you're sharing uh, breakfast together tells me that mission is in your DNA, because this is how Jesus did mission, isn't it? He did it around the, the dinner table, didn't he? If you read, particularly Luke's Gospel, the number of times that Jesus shares uh, food uh, and then does mission over the meal table. So uh, you are doing mission today. Praise God. Somebody else was sharing how this gathering has grown over the years, uh, just there, weren't you? You were saying that when you first started, that not all the tables were, were full of people, but now, look at the room, it's full. God is blessing you as a church, richly, isn't he? God is growing you, and hopefully, who knows, in the future, you might be planting some more churches. Wouldn't that be great? So thanks for having us. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a job. So, literally. So, thank you. Um, (laughs) Thanks for giving me the opportunity today. Looking ahead, you have so many exciting adventures in mission, don't you, as a church? Um, I'm excited for you. Um, I'm praying for Florin and the family. And uh, we're excited for you guys. I've been telling everybody back at Heathervale that you have a new mission season coming with a new ministry, new... I hope, are you excited for the future? Yeah, you should be. It's exciting. Um, I know F- Florin is, is excited, um, daunted, overwhelmed, but excited because we have a God who provides, don't we? So we can be excited. Yes, we can feel uh, a little bit overwhelmed at all the challenges and pressures that are coming, but we have a God who is able to do the impossible. Do we believe that this morning? We have a God who provides when there is nothing. Um, I hope you have faith for that this morning. Um, there are fresh challenges of having a minister in training. Um, we often think firstly about the very practical things, don't we? And that's good. Jesus was very practical in this passage, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. He, he, he taught them, but he also fed them, right? And thanks for feeding us, by the way. We appreciate it. Jesus' disciples were worried about where food was going to come from. 
You've got a hostile crowd. They've been listening for hours to great teaching, but they're now hungry, right? And there's no Subway. There's no Domino's pizza, all right? You're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no Tesco like you've got down the road here. There's, there's nowhere that they can get food. And they're worried. They're anxious. Maybe we're a little bit anxious and worried this morning about where's the money going to come from? Where, where's, where are the people going to come from to support ministry going forward? And the disciples were asking these questions. We have a God among us, don't we, who miraculously provides. That's what this passage says, doesn't it? But he also provides through ordinary people like you and me. We have to bring our little bit, our little bit of provision, our little bit of faith, and God multiplies and blesses it, doesn't he? Is that not what this passage is saying? The setting of this fourth sign, there are seven signs in John's Gospel. This is the fourth. After hours of travelling, followed by hours of listening, this crowd of 5,000 plus women and children, they would have been weary and hungry. And unless they were fed, they could turn hostile. Anybody get hangry when you... Yeah, I get hangry, all right? If my blood sugar levels goes down, I'm not good to be around. Well, these guys could have got could have got uh, hostile. So he gave them what they needed, not to dazzle them with another miracle, but they were hungry. They needed feeding, right? And he asked, he asked a question of his disciples to test their faith. Maybe Jesus is asking us a question this morning, looking ahead to the challenges that are coming. Do you have faith that I can do the impossible? Right? And Philip, don't be a Philip, please. If you're Philip, I apologise. But don't be a Philip. He responds with cynicism and despair, doesn't he? He says, look, Jesus, there's no way we've got enough. You know, we can't feed this crowd. Jesus already knows what's going to happen, right? He's got it in hand. Jesus already knows your future as a church. He's got it in hand. He's sovereign over it. He's not panicking and anxious about where the provision, the resource is going to come from. And he says, will you trust? Right? Don't be a Philip. Be an Andrew. Right? Any Andrews in? Anybody Andrew? No? Any Philips? I'm on safe ground then, aren't I, here? I'm all right. Andrew shows us a better way. Be an Andrew. They say, dare to be a Daniel. Well, dare to be an Andrew. Andrew says, there's a lad with a packed lunch here, Jesus. He can help us. It's almost laughable, isn't it? Can you see the humour? You know, little packed lunch. But Andrew sees more than the Tupperware packed lunch, doesn't he? He sees the potential of a little bit of an offering, doesn't he? Didn't Jesus say, faith the size of a mustard seed can move the mountain? a children's song about that, isn't it? Faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. Yeah? Do we believe that? There are mountains to move in your individual lives. All kinds of mountains. Financial mountains. uh, Mountains that you face uh, for the future. Careers. Family problems. Circumstances. 
Little faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Hold on to that this morning. Jesus is able to do immeasurably more than all you ask or imagine in your individual life and in your life as a church. Jesus takes the offering of five small loaves, two small fish. He thanks God for it and God miraculously multiplies it. When everyone had eaten their fill, there were 12 basketfuls left over. I'm not sure we've got 12 basketfuls left over here today, but there's certainly some left over, isn't there? I want to explore three ways that this passage teaches us to put our faith in Jesus, who is the bread of life. You're, you, you are, by the way, it would have to be a three-point sermon in this church. You were planted by Spurgeon, I believe, back in the day. Spurgeon was a three-point man, so you're getting three points. First, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 teaches us that Jesus is more than enough for you individually and for you as a church. Why? Because everything about this miracle teaches us that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, God's chosen King. The all-powerful, eternal Son of God is here. He's among us. Um, John tells us it was the Jewish Passover time. Um, This was the time when Jews remembered God's miraculous provision in the desert. Um, When Israel was delivered out of uh, Egypt, you remember that they were were in the desert, weren't they? Um, And uh, they started grumbling, these people. You you don't grumble, do you? You never grumble, right? But these people were grumbling. They were saying to Moses, look, you've led us out of Egypt into the desert. There's no food, there's no water. Do you know what? We were better off back in slavery. At least we had fresh veg and something to eat back there. And God miraculously provided wafer-thin manna. You can look it up in the book of Exodus 16. Bread from heaven, manna, which means what is it? And the Jewish rabbis, the leaders at Jesus' time, had come to believe that when God's chosen king, the Messiah, came, he would again produce manna from heaven. And so can you see the tension here? We're supposed to see that this could be, this could be the Messiah, God's chosen king raining down bread from heaven again. But they seem to miss the point. They want a king who's going to get rid of the Romans and restore the glory days of King David. They're looking for a kind of political deliverer, somebody who will remove the Roman oppression before they will believe. Listen to uh, verse 30 and 31. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven. So Jesus has just fed a massive crowd and they're not impressed. They're more impressed with Moses who, I guess they think, well, he fed people for 40 years in the desert. This guy, he's fed a few thousand people in the moment. Moses did this for 40 years. They're not impressed. But they've totally missed the point. It's not about Moses 
um, as, a, as a figure or, or about Jesus. It's not about the signs and the miracles. It's all about the fact that it's God who provides. Verse 32. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it's not Moses who's given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. They missed the point. It's not a showdown of miracles. It's the fact that God is the provider. He provides the bread. Jesus then declares in verse 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Are you thirsty or hungry in your soul today? Are you looking for more as a Christian? Jesus is the bread of life. He wants to meet with us every day and feed us with living bread. Do we believe that? Are you hungry for more of God in your life? Do you seek more of him? You should. We're called to be hungry and thirsty. We're called to come to the waters. We're called to come and eat the bread. Right? God has more satisfaction for you to come. Second, this miracle teaches us that we're invited to feed on Jesus the bread of life. Many people today are looking for the wrong kind of bread, aren't they? They're looking for satisfaction, fulfilment, meaning, purpose in the wrong places. Um, I don't know if you're finding it here in, in Adelstone, but certainly we're coming across more and more people in our community who are really beginning to ask questions about life. Because, you know, ordinary provision has been taken away from so many people, it's hard to pay the bills. So people are asking those big questions. It's no longer life is about luxuries, is it? It's about getting by. It's about getting through. And when, when life becomes simplified and reduced down like that to almost survival, people begin to ask the big questions about is there more to life than this? And Jesus says, yes, I am the bread of life. If you want to be truly satisfied, you won't find it in holidays and pleasure and leisure. You'll find satisfaction, meaning, purpose, joy, fulfilment in me. Verse 27. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. I just want to say to you this morning, have you found... Jesus, the bread of life. Have you fed on Jesus? Have you believed in Jesus and eaten of him and found him to be deeply satisfying? Or are you still kind of on the edge of things? You come to church, you attend prayer meetings, you do the stuff, and yet you've, it's never really been personal for you. Why don't you find a Christian at the end of the service and have a conversation and talk further about how you can believe in and receive the bread of life? And the other point is that we don't just want to... It's great to meet physical needs in the community, isn't it? Um, it's wonderful that you are involved with the food bank. It's wonderful that you do uh, these breakfasts. Fantastic. God loves a meal. Um, in fact, heaven is going to be a banquet, isn't it? 
right? So we better get used to this. Eating together, singing together, worshipping together, fellowshipping together. It's what we're going to be doing for eternity, isn't it? We don't want to just meet physical needs, though, do we? Important as those are. We've got spiritual bread to give away. Um, right? We've got Jesus. It's the meaning, the purpose, the joy, the fullness of life. Folks, we want to be giving Jesus away, don't we, to people? As often as we can. In our workplaces, in our universities, our schools. Amongst our friends and family and neighbours. We want to be talking about Jesus and inviting people to feed on Jesus by faith. Because he's the only satisfaction for people, isn't he? Third, this miracle teaches us that we're invited to ask for more bread. Um, Jesus is the bread who never runs out. It's amazing, isn't it, that there were 12 basketfuls left over after this miracle. 12 baskets, symbolising 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 disciples. In other words, there's a sense of it just goes on and on, just as the succession of apostles goes on and it reaches down into the church today, the 12 tribes go on into eternity and are fulfilled in Revelation. So the bread never runs out. It goes on and on and on. God will provide today, tomorrow, the day after, and for eternity. Do we believe that? Spiritually, physically, he will meet our needs. Now, please don't hear me wrong. I'm not uh, naive. I know that uh, it's tough for everyone at the moment, just paying the bills, putting food on the table. We know the struggles all too well, don't we? We know that we get tired and discouraged. We know that circumstances and trials test our faith. We know that sometimes our faith gets tested, it feels, to breaking point. So how do you keep getting bread from heaven? Well, very simply, this isn't rocket science. You ask, you keep asking. Have you noticed in the Lord's Prayer, it says, give us today our daily bread. We're quite good at praying when we're really desperate and in need and things are urgent. But do you notice that Jesus says, pray today, give us our daily bread. That, that includes not just uh, physical food, that includes everything. Jobs, uh, resources, provision, people in the church, things that we're struggling with in our own individual family life. Everything. Keep getting bread. Verse 34. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Uh, any Welsh rugby fans among us? Any Welsh people? Are you a rugby fan? That wonderful song, isn't it? Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. That's really this prayer, isn't it? Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Um, it's great that you're having a prayer meeting, isn't it? I hope, I hope the place is full. It should be. Because we need to be praying always, give us this bread. Lord, 
we, we should be saying we face challenges going forward about resources and, and we need to pray for Florin and his family as they make a move and as they try and fit in study and around everything else, around ministry. Lord, we need to be praying, give us this bread today. Simple prayer. I don't know how you begin your day. I, I try not to switch on email as the first thing that I do or go to social media. It's hard, isn't it? Uh, we're there, aren't we? We're checking, we're scrolling down. The first thing is to come to God in prayer, isn't it? And to ask for bread. All that we need for the day. Wisdom, the strength and power of the Spirit to help us in our workplaces, family, voluntary service in the church and in the community. The first thing we need is the daily bread of the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. Do we come and ask for that every day? Or have we come to that place where we're a bit complacent and apathetic, where we think, I can rely on my own skills and abilities? We, we do this so easily, don't we? We think, yeah, I've got this. I've been doing this Christian thing for decades. I know what I'm doing. Um, and yet, everything that we do needs the anointing of the Spirit on it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Every outreach activity, every time we speak and preach, every time we lead a, a small group, every time we lead worship, we should be asking for the Holy Spirit to come and empower us, that there would be anointing on what we're doing, that God would bless it, multiply it, grow it in every way. There's a challenge for us here as a prayer to pray, isn't it, as a church? We face challenges as a church, but God is bigger than the challenges. Do we believe that this morning? God is able to do immeasurably more, but we need to ask. We need to ask in prayer and keep asking for daily bread. Keep on keeping on with prayer. Keep on trusting in the God who provides and his miraculous provision will see you through and will multiply and grow the church. I could get really, really excited about this um, this morning. and it's, that, That's the advantage of coming in, parachuting in to another church and being able to share God's word. Is I, I, don't, I don't live in this community, but I, but I had a real sense of excitement as I was preparing that God wants to build your faith this morning for miraculous provision. He's the God who provides. He's the God who provided manna from heaven in the wilderness. And he'll provide in your wilderness too. I don't know if you feel weak sometimes and powerless and wondering where are the resources. Well, that's the, just the situation that God loves to provide in. He loves to rain down manna from heaven. But we need to ask. He wants us to bring the little that we have, the packed lunches. He wants us to bring our faltering prayers. And he wants to multiply and bless the little that we offer and our prayers for his glory. For the growth of his kingdom. So pray for Florin and the family for blessing and multiplication. Pray for the church. Planting mission is in your DNA. It's who you are.
Carry on planting, carry on growing. That's who God's called you to be. To bring the gospel to Adelston and Surrey and to the ends of the earth. I believe you have a BMS mission sending history as well, is that right? I think you've, you've sent missionaries in the past. Did you know how mission-centred you are as a church? God has wonderful plans for Adelstone Baptist Church. And uh, I hope you believe in the miraculous provision of God this morning. But I just want to invite us to, to have faith this morning, to, for God to drop that mustard green grain seed of faith in us, a faith that can move mountains. You see, it's not the amount of faith you have, it's who you have faith in. Jesus is the Messiah, God's chosen king. The miracle, wonder-working God is among us, right? Would you stand with me? Would you stand? I'm going to ask the, uh, the Holy Spirit just to come and to drop that faith in our hearts this morning. Anybody need more faith this morning? Anybody hungry for the gift of faith? Anybody, anybody hungry for more of the power of the Holy Spirit? Anybody thirsty for living water? Holy Spirit, we stand before you today. We feel a little bit like Andrew. Hopefully, Lord, we're not a Philip, <laughs> cynical and despairing. Lord, we want to be an Andrew. Lord, we want to bring the little that we have, inadequate though it is, Lord, and we want to ask you to multiply and bless everything that we bring in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are the miracle, wonder-working Messiah who's among us today. And we want to ask, Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen us with power in our inner being today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood our souls again with living water. Come feed us bread of life with manna from heaven. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Just take a moment in the quietness to invite the Holy Spirit to just come and fill you with living bread from heaven, to increase your faith, to multiply all that God would do through you this morning. Maybe there's someone here who has never come to taste yet the living bread. I'd invite you to talk to someone you know who is a Christian. And it's maybe the moment where you invite Jesus into your heart today to feed on living bread for the first time. You've never known the joy, the satisfaction, the fullness of knowing Jesus for yourself personally. He wants to be your friend. He wants you to know the joy of feeding on living bread. So why don't you just, at the end of this service, just seek someone out. Don't go from this place without feeding and asking for living bread for the first time. Some of you are really struggling uh, with uh, financial things, maybe even wondering about how you're going to pay for your food bill. Again, I would invite you to, to bring that to Jesus. 
and ask for daily bread today and seek someone out for prayer and ask that God would do some miracles in your life to build your faith for more and to meet your needs. Jesus, thank you that you're here today. Thank you that there is living bread. Help us to be a church that asks and seeks for more living bread. And Lord, we pray for this church, for its future. Lord, I pray for the leaders. Lord, I pray for Florin, Romana and the family, that you would provide all that they need and more. Lord, I pray that through this fellowship, you would release um, an abundance of provision that would support ministry going forward. Now, Lord, you would multiply the gifts that are given in and use them to grow this church and build this ministry. And we ask all this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.